In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. What an interesting day to be reading and thinking about demons um, <laughs> before 930. Um, but I don't make the rules. We get what we get here. Um, but this is one of those wonderfully weird Bible stories that I just love. So in our gospel lesson for today, we read about a man who is possessed by demons that take up any quiet space in his brain. He is isolated from his family, he's living with dirty livestock, and he is desperate for help from Jesus. If this sounds like any of you fathers out there, I just want you to know that you aren't alone. The Bible can relate to your experience, and the Counseling Center at Christ Church is alive and well for you. <laughs> so, demons. The idea of demons has been secularized so that in our regular language, it may refer to those ideas and kind of thought patterns, things that haunt us in some way or another. We all have our demons, right? That sort of thing. Now, I don't want to only talk about mental health in relation to biblical demons. I believe in a resurrected Lord, so who am I to say that actual, spiritual, demonic powers don't also exist? But mental health does function as a helpful illustration for the experience of demons that we read about in the Bible. So whether we're talking about real spiritual forces of evil or an idea of those kind of psychological hauntings, one way or another, it is part of the human life to experience being controlled by something that we ourselves cannot control. In his book, When the Body Says No, Dr. Gabor Mate writes about how chronic stress and disease can actually be brought on by generational trauma. In illustrating this point, he points to the work of a journalist who expresses his own experience of the trauma of domestic violence. He writes, quote, the generations are boxes within boxes. Inside my mother's violence, you find another box which contains my grandfather's violence. And inside that box, I suspect but do not know, you would find another box with some such evil secret energy, stories within stories receding in time. This evil secret energy is everywhere in our world. We know this. We see this in the headlines, and we read about it in history books. Today, we acknowledge Juneteenth, a holiday that's been celebrated by black Americans for generations to commemorate the end of the evil practice of slavery. But that evil secret energy is not just out there or in the past. It's also in our own families and in our own hearts. We are all controlled by something within that we ourselves 
cannot control. Something that causes harm to ourselves and to those we love. I think it's particularly interesting that we're talking about demons and the things that plague us on Father's Day. Men in our culture are so often discouraged from sharing their quote-unquote demons. Instead, our culture tells men to be in control of everything at all times, in control of their feelings, expressions, anger, their families, their careers. I think maybe one of the reasons that everyone thought this guy in the Bible was so crazy was because he was a man who was so clearly not in control. But all people, no matter your gender, are controlled by something that you yourselves cannot control, something that causes suffering. Maybe it's a mental health issue. Maybe it's anger. Maybe an addiction. Maybe it's people-pleasing can be passed down the generations. We didn't choose it, and we can't control it. This suffering that we can't control, whether we're talking about spiritual demons that need exercising or patterns of thought and action that you might unpack with a therapist, this suffering comes upon us like waves in an ocean. Imagine yourself swimming in the waves. A wave comes and you can't control when. It can pummel you down, or maybe you bob over the wave with a bit more ease. But one way or another, a wave of suffering or hardship comes, af- uh, comes upon you and you find yourself very uncomfortably out of control. In the 11th century, a Danish king was said to have been tired of the flattery that he received from his subjects, who droned on and on about his greatness and vast control over the kingdom. So the story goes that he ordered his throne to be placed on the seashore. He sat on his throne with his boots in the sand and he commanded the waves not to come and get him wet. But no matter how authoritatively he ordered the waves to stop, they kept coming up, lapping at his toes, and eventually covering his throne. Legend has it that he never wore his crown again, but from that point on, hung it on the statue of the crucified Christ instead the one and only king with the authority to stop the waves of hardship. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. This man is at the point where he is identifying with his demons. He has suffered for so long at the hands of these demons, at the hands of that evil secret energy, that he has become that which plagues him. He cannot rescue himself. His very identity has been corrupted. 
He needs a crucified Lord who wears the crown of greatest authority to restore him to himself. So Jesus does what only Jesus can do. He enters into his world of impurity among the tombs of the dead, and he saves him. He expels the demons into a group of pigs, the most ritually impure animal for the Jews, and they drown in their suffering and die. Jesus distinguishes this man from the demonic suffering that he experiences. The man is not the suffering. The man is not the evil energy. The man is a child of God, and the suffering is finally done with. You are not what plagues you. You are a child of God, and you live in a world of suffering, trauma, and sin. We cannot help but sin against one another. We cannot help but experience trauma and suffering from one generation to the next. And this is exactly why we need to be rescued. Jesus distinguishes the child of God by separating us from the things that haunt us. Jesus takes all of that pain, all of that demonic power, all of that suffering, and brings it to its final death. In our gospel lesson, Jesus gives this man and all the witnesses of this healing a foretaste of the healing that will come to the rest of the world. From our suffering and hardship, from the demonic experiences of our world, from our pain and anger and lack of control, Jesus rescues us. He takes those evil secret powers and allows them to enter himself. Just like the pigs, he drowns in the suffering of his children. But Jesus is not out of control the way the demons are. Jesus is not out of control the way we are. In his death, he vanquishes that evil secret energy. Sin and death bow to his authority. All of the suffering that you experience, all of the suffering that your family experiences and has experienced from generation to generation, all of it is taken on to the shoulders of the crucified Christ. Like the impure swine, Jesus is drowned in the waves of our suffering. The only one who can stop the waves does not avoid them, but lets them completely consume him. The man in this story was isolated from his family. He lived among the tombs. He was so plagued by demons that he could not be with those he loved most. Evil isolates us from one another. It isolates us from our families and from our neighbors. It makes it impossible for us to love one another. But when Jesus heals the man, he tells him, return to your home 
and declare how much God has done for you. Be free to go home, love those around you, and tell them about the one who is in control. We are out of control in the face of the demonic and the suffering of our lives. But God is not. When those waves come, we are not alone. We can lay our attempts of control at the foot of the cross because Jesus is in control. And that surrender, which is so much better than tight-fisted control, is just knowing that you are dearly loved and that your future, no matter what unexpected waves it may hold, is solidly in the hands of the crucified Lord. Because three days later, he comes out of the, t- out of the tomb, crown of thorns atop his head, victor of it all. Amen. Amen.